This podcast is brought to you by Okta and produced in collaboration with Kerasoft and Government Executive Media Group's Studio 2G. As more agencies look to offer increased flexibility to their employees by enabling remote work, many organizations struggle to provide employees with secure, remote access to business applications. Okta's identity credential and access management solutions, such as multi-factor authentication, allow businesses to equip remote teams with simple, secure access to collaboration and business applications, both on-prem and in the cloud. Learn more about how Okta can support your remote workforce at www.okta.com slash secure-remote-workforce. The old saying goes, work is what we do, not where we are. Today, that saying is more accurate than ever as the COVID-19 crisis made telecommuting the norm for office workers everywhere and for hundreds of thousands of public sector workers. While the swift transition certainly had its growing pains, now many in government are adjusting to a new normal that is telework. But with any workplace, simply staying up and running is never the goal. A true workplace thrives, innovates, and pushes the envelope. And as the COVID-19 crisis continues, it's more important than ever for agencies to collaborate effectively, securely, and easily without encountering technology or process roadblocks that can pinch productivity. So how can agency leaders effectively navigate the waters of the teleworking world, shoot the rapids of security and productivity and collaboration? This is what we'll be exploring on today's episode of Industry Insights, a podcast series brought to you by Kerasoft and Okta, for government leaders, by industry leaders. I'm your host, Constance Sayers, President of Government Executive Media Group, and my guest is Kelsey Nelson, Product Marketing Manager at Okta. She's here to, to speak with us today about how government agencies can tap technology to keep a remote workforce productive, collaborative, and secure. Kelsey, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me, Constance. Kelsey, recently we've seen a shift in the public sector toward remote work. How have agency leaders and staff adapted to this change? And what are some of the biggest challenges or trends that you've seen? It's interesting. When we start to talk to technology leaders uh, from agencies and from organizations across the world over the last few weeks, I think one of the things that stuck out the most to me is that they actually turned out to be more prepared than I think they realized coming into this crisis. A lot of the IT modernization projects that they've been working on for the past six months, the past few years, have actually better set them up to to start to tackle this kind of work, this kind of remote work scenario, um, much much more easily today. Uh, I think one executive that I spoke to about a week ago mentioned if this crisis had hit six months a year ago, they would not have been nearly as prepared uh, to, to try to tackle this. At the same time, though, the level of preparedness and being fully ready to, to tackle a crisis like this are two different things. And so while a lot of that IT modernization work has started to set up for some success, uh, we still have seen a lot of challenges around how can I very quickly give access to the entire extended workforce that an agency does uh, does touch, and and how do we do so in a way that's secure? And I think having some of those those foundational components has enabled them to to start to adopt and to do this quickly. But it, it's it's not without its challenge, both from a technical and also from a cultural standpoint as well. I'm glad you you brought up security. I mean, it's certainly hard to talk about remote work without touching upon security. 
and that's true for all businesses, but arguably much more relevant to the public sector organizations due to the level of sensitivity around the data that they are accessing. So what are your recommendations for how agencies can maintain the same level of security away from home that they have in a physical office environment? Absolutely. And, you know, your point to the, the challenge around security for public sector organizations is so critical, especially in a time like this where we're seeing uh, you know, the World Health Organization, leading organiz- agency security leaders that are calling out a rise in different attack types, such as phishing and spear phishing. And so given the unknowns that are in a work from home environment, how can we maintain that same strong security that you would have if uh, an employee was accessing from the agency office? And I think a big part of that shift is really focusing on what pieces of the infrastructure can I control? So things like, all right, we need to have an employee or a contractor or an agency partner that needs to access some resource. They're accessing it from potentially a variety of devices. If they had maybe a, a agency assigned device within the corporate office, is that the same device that they're going to be accessing from home? And so the the challenge statement moves away from that traditional perimeter-oriented approach to security, wherein we had a strong perimeter that was set up. Now we need to shift to something where we start to take a look at that, protecting that access. And that looks at context like the user identity. It looks at the device context and starts to get a better understanding of risk based on those types of signals rather than the network signal alone. Uh, and so as we start to enhance security in this in this remote space, it really centers on and shifts the perimeter away from a network-oriented perimeter to this identity and access perimeter. And that serving as a foundation uh, can, can really set agencies up for success. That's great. And, and how do, let, let's just keep going on that a little bit. How do access and authentication play into that? So we're seeing many agencies implement multi-factor authentication and single sign-on methods. Can you talk us through the benefits of adding those extra layers of security? Absolutely. So we see these those pieces like single sign-on, like multi-factor authentication, serving as that centralized access point for those end users. So for the IT and for security teams, that means that they have visibility into everything that a user needs access to. Um, And then from the end user perspective, they have one single point where they can get access to all of the different resources that they need. So it's both a a great benefit for your end users, but it's also something that uh, security and IT teams can get much broader visibility over. And in doing so, we can also feed in risk signals from across other parts of your security stack. So everything from device, from network, from the geography, and really start to bring that holistic risk, understanding of risk into that, um, into that authentication and that access platform. So you can start to determine when do I need to step up? When do I need to ask for something like a PIV or a CAC? Uh, I know there's challenges, too, around leveraging those types of factors, which are so ubiquitous across federal agencies that may not be uh, as accessible in a work-from-home environment. And so are there times where I'm going to still need to require something like a PIV or a CAC? Or are there times where I can use an alternate strong factor, something like WebAuthn or um, a, a push application that will give me that a same set, a same strong security and a high assurance but again, backed by that risk and understanding of, is this, a, is this likely to be that person who they say they are? 
So let's shift for a minute and talk about tools. Luckily, we're at a point where organizations have a number of options to choose from in terms of collaboration tools and video conferencing technology. What tools do you recommend for remote workers? And are there any best practices that agencies can follow to ensure they're using them securely? So on an annual basis, we're able to take a look and see what are the most popular and common applications that are used across the Okta ecosystem, which really gives us a sense for what are our organizations prioritizing and seeing as extremely valuable within their work environments. And given the state of the world recently, we also decided to take a look at what's been happening and what's been shifting over the last few months since uh, the rise of this, of this current work from home time. Um, that report's called Our Businesses at Work, but specifically for this time, we're calling it Our Businesses at Work from Home Report. And what we're finding is that, unsurprisingly, we're seeing growth across two primary areas. So certainly those collaboration tools that you mentioned, so video conferencing solutions, chat solutions, document sharing, uh, but also security network tools such as VPNs, which can extend that access uh, for remote workers as well. Outside of those two core areas, we do also see a lot of rise in applications that are focused on supporting employees. So we mentioned security before, so things like security awareness training, helping employees be aware of common attack types like phishing, which I mentioned before, is, is on the rise today, as well as uh, online learning to help employees as they're uh, continuing to, to grow and their careers as they're maybe not in the office anymore. And then you mentioned as a part of your question, how can we make sure that we're using them securely? And I think we're, we're seeing across the news a, a lot of questions about how can we ensure that those collaboration tools are protected for our employees. Uh, and again, I think that goes back to a lot of that, that core challenge that we have around how can we ensure that we're protecting this new access outside when we don't have as much maybe control, maybe it's a personal device that's being used, certainly the home network. Uh, and again, adding things like strong authentication before you access an application is absolutely something we would recommend. So something like multi-factor authentication before you access one of these collaboration tools is really important. Uh, but also taking stock of where do these fit in across uh, across my stack and how, how can I make sure that this plugs in so that if a, if a document's being shared, that 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 is monitored and that's secured uh, across all of the different solutions that I have. This is a little bit of a crystal ball question, but what, in your opinion, can we expect to see after the pandemic? With the right tools in place to enable a remote workforce, will organizations start to become more flexible about allowing employees to telework? Yeah, you know, I've, I've been lucky over the past few weeks, I've had an opportunity to sit down with the technology and security leaders uh, from across the country. And uh, one of my favorite things that one of them said when I asked them a similar question was, you know, the, the genie is out of the bottle on this one. And I think a lot of businesses had a culture where remote work or telework wasn't, wasn't something that they did. But now that business leaders are seeing that actually productivity can continue. And for many people, it even increased that, that, that this is going to be something that is permanent or long lasting in, in some variation as we move forward. And so, you know, there are going to be workers. Uh, I'm personally someone who likes to be in an office, but having the flexibility to work from home when, when is needed is probably something we're going to see persist long after this crisis. Uh, and so 
when we start to think about that long-term shift for security, really the, the immediate needs that we saw from businesses are reflected in that tools that I mentioned before, right? We need to get video conferencing. We need to get a VPN, make sure we get MFA on all of these different things so I can just quickly solve this access challenge. Um, but as you start to look forward, really what, what this shift is doing and is putting more people accessing even more resources than I had before and from more locations than, than ever uh, and more devices even. And so that, that shift really pushes us towards uh, a zero trust type security model, which includes a variety of different solutions. There's no one technology that's going to be a silver bullet for your, for your zero trust, but starting to take a look at how can I take stock of this, my security landscape and apply it, apply strong security to my devices, to my workloads. Uh, certainly protecting with, with your analytics and making sure that I can automate across all of these different pieces is going to be critical. Um, and we do see that foundation, what you've built with identity in this initial phase can, can, can set you up for success as you continue to go down that zero trust path. So in terms of future proofing, what steps can agencies take to make sure that employees have the tools that they need to work remotely going well into the future? As we start to look into the future, really to set agencies up for success, it's about building that strong foundation. So certainly taking stock of everything that you have within your IT stack, within your security environment is absolutely step one. Uh, once you've had a chance to do that that internal audit, really setting yourself up with that foundation of strong access controls grounded in the device and the user will really ensure that we can set agency employees up for success to access those tools moving forward. My final question, if you could offer one piece of advice to government leaders about continuing to manage this new normal environment, what would it be? Oh, one piece of advice. This is always the hardest question. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I think as we start to move through through this crisis, there is there was a very important need to give and set up this remote work situation um, and set up employees for success. But I wouldn't be shy as we're moving forward because I do think that we're going to see this persist in some permutation in the future to start to take a look at what pieces of this quick solution that I was able to put together are going to last through the next few years? Where am I starting to see workloads uh, become heavier? And where can I start to lighten load and maybe give my team the flexibility to start to push other initiatives forward? Because uh, I think ultimately, and you said this at the top, the top of the podcast here, it's not just about enabling productivity, but it's about driving that innovation forward. And so making sure that we're setting up for success in the long term is really, really what we're, what I would suggest uh, moving forward. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. You also mentioned some um, wonderful resources. Is uh, Where can people go for those? Yeah, so uh, right on Okta.com, we'll have a series of actually research that we have put out so that businesses at work from home report that'll show different tools. We also have a zero trust security uh, global report that will give you insight into how our organization's tackling this from a security standpoint. Uh, so you can get some insights from your peers on, on how they're tackling this journey. My guest was Kelsey Nelson from Okta. Kelsey, thank you so much for joining me today. I'd also like to thank our listeners of this episode of Industry Insights. 
Industry Insights is a production of Government Executive Media Group's Studio 2G in collaboration with Kerasoft. This episode is brought to you by Okta. If you like this episode, subscribe to it on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or govexec.com forward slash podcasts. Thank you for listening to this episode of Industry Insights, brought to you by Okta in collaboration with Kerasoft and Government Executive Media Group. As the remote workforce grows, make sure your agency has the tools it needs to keep them secure and productive. Learn more about how Okta can support your remote workforce at okta.com slash secure dash remote dash workforce.